Hi, my name is Charlie, and I still play with cars. Welcome to Season 2 of the podcast. Um, so, what makes Gran Turismo so great? <laughs> I don't even really know where to start with this one. Uh, the cars, the number of tracks, the soundtrack is amazing. Um, but... Uh, Let's get into the original Gran Turismo a little bit. So, the original Gran Turismo came out in Japan in 1997. Um, so by the time we got it here in North America, uh, in May 12th, 1998, I kind of already knew what it was about, and knew that it was really good, and I really wanted it. <laughs> so... Um, I did end up getting it, and the second I put that disc into the PlayStation, uh, life-changing. Knowing what a racing game could be, um, yeah, changed everything. And maybe made me a bit of a Sony snob. <laughs> so, the original Gran Turismo, uh, and... 1997, early 98, was immense. This game had 140 cars in it. Um, to kind of put that in pers into perspective, um, I believe it was the Test Drive game at the time, had eight. Yeah, eight cars versus 140. Um, there was cars that I'd never heard of before in Gran Turismo, and that's saying something for me, because I pretty much knew every car in existence at that time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, to be introduced to a Nissan Skyline GTR, or a Mazda Demio. What the heck is a Mazda Demio? Uh, for those of you who are curious, the Mazda Demio uh, ended up being the Mazda 2 here. But this was long before Mazda 2s. Uh, so, yeah. And, I mean, like, there was everything in there. Uh, from a 1967 Corvette uh, 427 to the uh, Daihatsu Midget. Which is <laughs> just super cool. And then there was the music. The soundtrack that matched the feeling of the game. Or maybe more aptly made the feeling of the game. Um, it just... The whole atmosphere enveloped you. It was just... I hadn't played a game like it before. And... Uh, the only ones that have even come close since have been other Gran Turismo games. Then there was the racetracks themselves, and what they were used for. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, racetracks, and they were used for racing, for sure. But, maybe even more importantly, they were also used for getting your driver's license. So, the game was set up in a way that 
um, the first few races or the few first set of races, you could kind of jump in and just do them. Um, but then there were other groups of races that you need to, needed to get specific licenses to be able to do. And that kind of pre- uh, created a progression in the game. But more importantly, the licenses taught you real world um, driving physics and uh, were useful in driving real cars. And that's incredible, especially when you think of the time. I mean, this is 1998. So. If you remember 1998, uh, computers weren't really all that, um, uh, um, well, good. (laughs) But Gran Turismo uh, harnessed the power of the original PlayStation and admittedly pushed it to the limit and created... Not only stunning visuals, but uh, stunning physics. They made it so that cars in the game reacted like cars do in real life. And um, that really turned the uh, racing game genre on its head. Because never before were there cars that would do car things in a game and maybe as a point of that uh the book that came with the game uh had how to drive in the book it had things about weight distribution and contact patch and uh how and weight balance how to come into a corner and apex a corner and where to be looking at the exit and entrance of of a corner and um when to shift gears and it was just a very involving um simulation which maybe is why they called it the real driving simulator Gran Turismo was very well balanced between game and simulator, though. And I think that's what made the original Gran Turismo such a hit. Is that the cars drove like cars. um, And there was progression like a video game. So you'd do races and make money and get your licenses and move up through the ranks. And... It was just, I don't know, it made cars and driving on the ragged edge accessible and fun, um, even for people that weren't really into cars. And I think um, Gran Turismo as a franchise is very much uh, responsible getting a lot of people into cars that maybe wouldn't have been otherwise and i think that is super super cool the original gran turismo was incredibly successful um it sold 10.85 million copies worldwide uh which made it the best-selling playstation game of all time like ever 
<laughs> which is crazy. Uh, it was a racing game. Like, uh, that wasn't really a thing back then, you know? Um, racing games had their little group of fans, and that was that. But Gran Turismo just exploded that. Uh, and then there were people playing racing games that had never been into racing games before. Um, but they didn't stop there. There have been many iterations of Gran Turismo uh, since the first one. We're coming up on Gran Turismo 7 now. And uh, I can't even tell you how excited I am for Gran Turismo 7. It's been many years since we had a proper Gran Turismo. And um, that being said, there was Gran Turismo Sport previously that released in 2017. <clears throat> and it's good. However, um, its focus was less on the cars and more on the simulation of driving. Um, I mean, there are still a ton of cars in Gran Turismo Sport, um, but the progression and the collecting of cars uh, is not what it is in a regular Gran Turismo. Um, but GT7 is going back to the original recipe. And I am super stoked for it. Uh, if you've seen any of the trailers, uh, the half-hour-long state of play that was earlier this month, I mean, like, it's going to be mind-blowing. We've got simulated weather, and I don't mean, like, clouds show up and it rains, and therefore the weather is simulated. I mean... This is a little crazy, but um, they took atmospheric measurements of each place uh, where there's a real-life track, and the clouds will form and rain and dissipate the way they do in that area in real life. So if you're doing the 24 hours of Le Mans, <laughs> the weather will change, and it will change exactly how it would if you were at Le Mans in real life, which is insane. And then to go further than that, uh, if you're, again, at Le Mans, and you look at the sky at night, you will see the stars that you will see at Le Mans at night in real life. Uh, if you go to um, Mount Panorama, uh, Bathurst in Australia, and you look at the night sky, uh, you will see the stars as you would in Australia in real life. Which is absurd. Just crazy. I mean, this is a racing game. Let's remember. I think the only other game that, or sim, that does that is maybe 
Microsoft Flight Simulator that has real-time weather. And I mean, like, holy crap. <laughs> um, but besides that, uh, the, the physics, I mean, Gran Turismo is the, as far as I know, only racing sim that is backed by the FIA. And in case you don't know, the FIA is the Federation Internationale de l'Automobile is an association that was established in 1904 uh, to uh, organize automotive racing. I mean, this is a big deal. And Gran Turismo has the physics and the wait, for lack of a better term, to gain the respect and trust of the FIA. There are FIA Gran Turismo championships where drivers will race each other as they would in real life uh, on Gran Turismo. Um, there's prize money, there's yeah, prestige, there's the cup that you hold in your hand. And even more than that, um, there is the uh, Gran Turismo Academy, where people uh, are taken from Gran Turismo and put into cars and, and go racing. I mean, there's a couple of these guys that are running uh, endurance races, like 24 Hours Nürburgring and uh, Le Mans. And there's another one that's in NASCAR now. Like, uh, it's, it's crazy to say that, that Gran Turismo has the sort of physics that can make you go from a video game to racing a real car. Uh, it's just a little mind-blowing. Anyways, I got a little off track there, but I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited, So if you couldn't tell. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Gran Turismo 7. I mean, we're starting with 400 plus cars. Uh, I don't remember how many tracks. Uh, I think there's something like 90 variations of tracks, which is huge. Uh real-world weather, uh, or simulated weather, uh, real racing tracks, as well as fictional ones. Um, the night sky is real. <laughs> I mean, it's just... It's gonna be amazing, and I'm really looking forward to it. I have a feeling that it's going to be a lot like when I took that original Gran Turismo disc and put it in my PlayStation. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be fairly mind-blowing. And, uh, well, I'm really looking forward to having my mind blown. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, Gran Turismo 7 comes out March 4th, 2022. Uh, so that's this month. We're coming up pretty quick. Or this coming up month, we're, uh, we're getting to it pretty quick. Um, I will be streaming, 
uh, Gran Turismo 7 on Twitch. Uh, you can find me there at leadfoot1974. And uh, as always, if you want to reach out and talk to me, you can do so by emailing me at stillplayswithcarspodcast at gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm really looking forward to GT7, and I hope you are too. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode.